Expert Insights is an ongoing medical education podcast. The Carl Division of Continuing Education designates that each episode of this enduring material is worth a maximum of 0.25 AMA PRA Category 1 credit. To collect credit, please click on the link and complete the episode's post-test. This podcast forum is brought to you to share expertise and insights within our integrated delivery system to help us improve the health of the people we serve and achieve world-class accessible care. This is Expert Insights. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. Welcome. Today we're talking about measles and the recent outbreak that we've seen in many parts of the country. My guest is Dr. Robert Healy. He's an adult medicine physician with the Carl Foundation Hospital. Dr. Healy, what's the current state of measles today? What have you been seeing? Um, it, it's gotten a little quieter. We've been dealing with the measles outbreak here in our local area of Champaign-Urbana for approximately six weeks, and uh, we haven't had a new case now for over two weeks. Tell us about measles. I mean, was it gone, and is it back now, or was it never really completely gone? What's gone on with it in the last 20 years or so? So in 2000, uh, the CDC said that measles was eradicated from the United States of America. And what that meant was that there was no more new cases developing from people in the U.S. What has happened, though, is we do get cases from people who travel outside of the U.S. It's still a pretty severe disease and, and uh, pretty significant in, in different areas of the world. Um, within the last few months, there's been an outbreak in Israel. Um, there's been outbreaks in other parts of the world. So people who travel who are unimmunized can get the disease, and it could take up to 14 to 21 days for them to show symptoms of the disease. Meanwhile, they're traveling back to the United States to go back to their community, and they can start showing symptoms and become infective. How does it spread? Uh, it's one of the most contagious infectious diseases that we see. Um, it spreads through the air. So um, remarkably, if someone's in a room, uh, it has measles, up, and that could be four days before their rash appears, so they can look like they have re a regular cold. If they cough or sneeze, they're just breathing, there's measles virus in the air. And if there's someone in that room who's not been vaccinated, there's a 90% chance that they'll catch measles. So a really high high rate of, of infection. Also, if the person with measles leaves that room for up to two hours later, that person, a person without immunity can still become infected. Wow. That's amazing. And, and it is so contagious. Is it more harmful if an adult, you know, we hear if adults get chicken pox, that it could be a lot worse. Is that the same with measles? Measles can affect can have serious consequences for anybody, but like with most uh, diseases, the really young and the really old can really be hit hard. And you know, uh, there are deaths from measles. There's been hundreds of deaths around the world just in the last month from measles. Um, luckily, we didn't see any deaths here or any serious complications. But there could be complications such as brain problems. There could be deafness. There could be what's called encephalopathy, which is when your brain becomes inflamed, essentially, and it could affect your memory and affect certain of your functions. There could be really bad pneumonia that could develop. And then years after getting measles, it can cause a neurologic condition that can cause problems for people who have had it before. It's a terrible disease. Dr. Healy, why do you think, and in your opinion, that now all of a sudden, as you said, there it's been spotted in Israel, and then people come over, and I think even at Midway Airport in Chicago, there was an infection, and people were walking around with masks on, like SARS, you know. Why do you think this is happening, 
And what do you want other providers to know about discussing this with their patients, the MMR vaccine, and some of the questions people have about this? I think the, the most important thing is for everyone to be vaccinated or as many people as possible to be vaccinated. Now, there's certain people that can't get the vaccine. If, if you're currently pregnant, you can't get the vaccine if you haven't had it before. If you have certain types of, of chronic illnesses, you can't get the vaccine. Certain types of allergy to the vaccine itself um, can, can cause problems and you won't be able to get the vaccine. But far and away, the majority of patients or people can get the vaccine and should be getting the vaccine. Now, there's been a lot of, of negative press um, over the years about the vaccine not being safe or we're giving too many vaccines to our children. Um, the bottom line, though, is that the evidence shows that the vaccines are safe. They help prevent and contain illnesses like measles. And they really, you know, again, my opinion, but I think everyone should be vaccinated who, who's not medically unable to. There are, there are states and there are areas where people could have, um, for reasons of philosophy or religion, they can say they don't want to vaccinate their children and we allow that. Um, the problem is that in order for a community to be safe from a measles outbreak, they really have to have a high degree of the number of people who are vaccinated, way above 90%. In, in Champaign County, we were lucky because 98% of the people are vaccinated here. We this this current measles outbreak in Champaign-Urbana affected the U of I and that large student population there. But luckily, when they looked at their records, they only had about 200 students who weren't who did not get a vaccine. So out of the 40,000 plus students, they only had 200 that didn't get that the vaccine. Unfortunately, two of those students got the disease um, this time around. So, but the. Comparing it to places like in Washington State, um, I think it's Clark County, they had an outbreak. I think the latest I saw last week was over 40 cases of measles. They have a rate of of um, vaccine of about 73%. So that's when when the when the rate of vaccines in a population goes down, you don't get what's called herd immunity, which is that most people are vaccinated, even if someone who isn't becomes infected and spreads the, vac- the virus, there's really no one to spread it to because if you had the vaccine, you're protected. Whereas if a quarter of the people walking around have not gotten the vaccine, that's a lot of people that can get the infection. That's so interesting. But then what do we want to know or what do we want to tell people about that herd immunity? Because that's the reason that some people choose not to get the vaccine. They figure, well, if I'm close enough to all of those people that got it, then I'll be just fine. And that's one of the myths. How, as a provider, do you explain to people about some of the myths that surround this vaccine? Yeah, I think the biggest myth is that there could be a, a, a causation from the vaccine and autism, and that's been thoroughly debunked and, and should not really be something that that um, people think right now. Unfortunately, stories like that, <clears throat> excuse me, stories like that and some of the studies that were done improperly really, uh, I think, tap into a fear people have of pharmacy corporations and uh, big big medicine organizations, that, and they think that it's proof that there could be some kind of conspiracy. But the evidence is out there that there's not a link to autism. So that's one thing that's very important to, to realize. The other thing is about herd immunity. You really need to have, like I said, over 90% of the, of the, the group that you live in immune and really what that's most important for is that there's people out there that can't get 
the vaccine, as I spoke about earlier. There's also people that have they're going through chemotherapy, that have had bone marrow transplants for things such as leukemia and different kinds of cancers, and they can't be immunized. So if there's enough measles going around in a community, those people and their parents feel like they really can't take them out in the community and they really feel isolated and they could suffer a great deal if they were to get infected. If you're of a certain age, Dr. Healy, and you're an adult medicine physician, did we all get the measles vaccine when we were younger? And if we did not, I mean, I remember my brother getting measles, I think, but that was back in the 60s or early 70s. Who can get vaccinated now? Um, so the vaccine came out in about 1963. The The data shows that if you were born before 1957, you almost certainly got measles and you're immune because once you get it, you're immune to it in the future. So if you're if you're old enough to be born before 1957, that's proof of immunity. They started giving out the vaccine in 63. The recommendation is to get two shots, one at age uh, about one, one years old and one when you're going into kindergarten. And for most people, that's enough to give them immunity. The, the statistics show that the first shot gives you about 90 to 93% immunity, and the second shot raises that to about 97% immunity, or 97% of the people who get it will be immune to measles. So the two shots is enough. Uh, an interesting thing that happened a number of years ago in this community, because we're home to such a large university, there was a mumps outbreak and a mumps, a mumps epidemic among the students. And it was recommended because the the MMR, one of the things that's included in that three vaccine set is mumps, the other being the measles. The if you because mumps immunity kind of kind of went away over a number of years, the recommendation was to get a third MMR booster a number of years ago, and that really helped protect us in this case because the third MMR also included a third measles booster. And if people hadn't gotten vaccinated, some of them chose to be vaccinated back then when the mumps was going around. So, Wow. Now, what would you like other providers to know about debunking the myths that you cleared up here today very clearly, Dr. Healy? And you know how you really, it, we shouldn't be seeing measles again, not like this and not in the numbers that we've seen recently. How can other providers bring home this point and reiterate it, the importance of these vaccines, especially for their children? I think the important thing is pointing out how how we could help others who have immune deficiencies or are going through cancer therapy or are going through bone marrow transplants by getting ourselves and our kids immune immunized. I think also really important for providers is to keep in mind when someone's going to be traveling internationally that they their immunization record should be checked and they should get immunized for with the MMR and two two vaccines that is one month apart if they're going to be traveling internationally so that they don't get infected with measles and then bring it back to our communities. So important. Thank you so much for coming on and updating us on the recent measles outbreak that we've seen in many parts of the country and certainly in Champaign. Thanks again. You're listening to Expert Insights with the Carl Foundation Hospital. For a listing of Carl providers and to view Carl-sponsored educational activities, please visit carlconnect.com. That's carlconnect.com. We hope the information gained will be applicable to your work and life. This is Melanie Cole.